Chapter 7 of The Wonderful History of Peter Schlemiel, The Man Who Lost His Shadow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista. The Wonderful History of Peter Schlemiel, The Man Who Lost His Shadow, by Adelbert von Chamiso translated by frederick henry hedge chapter seven my wish dear chamiso is merely to submit myself to thy judgment not to endeavour to bias it i have long passed the severest sentence on myself for i have nourished the tormenting worm in my heart it hovered during this solemn moment of my life incessantly before my soul and i could only lift my eyes to it with a despairing glance, with humility and contrition. Dear friend, he who in levity only sets his foot out of the right road is unawares conducted into other paths which draw him downwards and ever downwards. He then sees in vain the guiding stars glitter in heaven. There remains to him no choice. He must descend unpausingly the declivity and become a voluntary sacrifice to nemesis after the false step which had laid the curse upon me i had sinning through love forced myself into the fortunes of another being and what remained for me but that where i had sowed destruction where speedy salvation was demanded of me i should blindly rush forward to the rescue for the last hour struck think not so meanly of me my adelbert as to imagine that i should have regarded any price that was demanded as too high that i should have begrudged anything that was mine even more than my gold no adelbert but my soul was possessed with the most unconquerable hatred of this mysterious speaker along crooked paths i might do him injustice but every degree of association with him maddened me and here stepped forth as so frequently in my life and as especially often in the history of the world an event instead of an action since then i have achieved reconciliation with myself i have learned in the first place to reverence necessity and what is more than the action performed the event accomplished her property then i have learned to venerate this necessity as a wise providence which lives through that great collective machine in which we officiate simply as cooperating impelling and impelled wheels what shall be must be what should be happened and not without that providence which i ultimately learned to reverence in my own fate and in the fate of her on whom mine thus impinged i know not whether i shall ascribe it to the excitement of my soul under the impulse of such mighty sensations or to the exhaustion of my physical strength which during the last days such unwonted privations had enfeebled or whether finally to the desolating commotion which the presence of this grey fiend excited in my whole nature be that as it may as i was on the point of signing i fell into a deep swoon and lay a long time as in the arms of death stamping of feet and curses were the first sounds which struck my ear as i returned to consciousness i opened my eyes 
it was dark my detested attendant was busy scolding about me is not that to behave like an old woman up with you man and complete offhand what you have resolved on if you have not taken another thought and had rather blubber i raised myself with difficulty from the ground and gazed in silence around it was late in the evening festive music resounded from the brightly illuminated forester's house various groups of people wandered through the garden walks one couple came near in conversation and seated themselves on the bench which i had just quitted they talked of the union this morning solemnized between mr rascal and the daughter of the house so then it had taken place i tore the tarn cap of the already vanished unknown from my head and hastened in brooding silence towards the garden gate plunging myself into the deepest night of the thicket and striking along the path past graf peter's arbor but invisibly my tormenting spirit accompanied me pursuing me with the keenest reproaches these then are one's thanks for the pains which one has taken to support you who have weak nerves through the long precious day and one shall act the fool in the play good mr wronghead fly you from me if you please but we are nevertheless inseparable you have my gold and i your shadow and this will allow us no repose did anybody ever hear of a shadow forsaking its master yours draws me after you till you take it again into favor and i get rid of it what you have hesitated to do out of fresh pleasure will you only too late be compelled to seek through new weariness and disgust one cannot escape one's fate he continued speaking in the same tone i fled in vain he relaxed not but ever present insultingly talked of gold and shadow i could come to no single thought of my own i struck through unfrequented ways towards my house when i stood before it and gazed at it i could scarcely recognize it no light shone through the dashed-in windows the doors were closed no throng of servants was moving therein there was a laugh near me ha <laughs> ha so goes it but you'll probably find your bendel at home for he was the other day purposely sent back so weary that he has most likely kept his bed since he laughed again he will have a story to tell well then for the present good night we meet speedily again i had rung repeatedly light appeared bindle demanded from within who rung when the good man recognized my voice he could scarcely restrain his joy the door flew open and we stood weeping in each other's arms i found him greatly changed weak and ill but for me my hair had become quite gray he conducted me through the desolated rooms to an inner apartment which had been spared he brought food and wine and we seated ourselves and he again began to weep he related to me that he the other day had cudgelled the grey-clad man whom he had encountered with my shadow so long and so far that he had lost all trace of me and had sunk to the earth in utter fatigue that after this as he could not find me he returned home whither presently the mob at rascal's instigation 
came rushing in fury dashed in the windows and gave full play to their lust of demolition thus did they to their benefactor the servants had fled various ways the police had ordered me as a suspicious person to quit the city and had allowed only four and twenty hours in which to get out of their jurisdiction to that which i already knew of rascal's affluence and marriage he had yet much to add this scoundrel from whom all had proceeded that had been done against me must from the beginning have been in possession of my secret it appeared that attracted by gold he had contrived to thrust himself upon me and at the very first had procured a key to the gold cupboard where he had laid the foundation of that fortune whose augmentation he could now afford to despise all this bendel narrated to me with abundant tears and then wept for joy that he again beheld me again had me and that after he had long doubted whither his misfortune might have led me he saw me bear it so calmly and collectedly for such an aspect had despair now assumed in me i beheld my misery unchangeably before me i had wept out to it my last tear not another cry could be exhorted from my heart i presented to it my bare head with chill indifference bindle i said thou knowest my lot not without earlier blame has my heavy punishment befallen me thou innocent man shalt no longer bind thy destiny to mine i do not desire it i ride to-night still forward saddle me a horse i ride alone thou remainest it is my will here still must remain some chests of gold that retain thou but i will alone wander incessantly through the world but if ever a happier hour should smile upon me and fortune look on me with reconciled eyes then will i remember thee for i have wept upon thy firmly faithful bosom in heavy and agonizing hours with a broken heart was this honest man compelled to obey this last command of his master at which his soul shrunk with terror i was deaf to his prayers to his representations blind to his tears he brought me out of my steed once more i pressed the weeping man to my bosom sprang into the saddle and under the shroud of night hastened from the grave of my existence regardless which way my horse conducted me since i had longer on the earth no aim no wish no hope end of chapter seven recording by james k white chula vista